The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. ...with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. And then when we come before the very throne of God, the master meets our needs. You know, it wasn't quite so with, with, it wasn't quite so with Queen Esther. Had she went, had she went into Exerxes, as she went into his, his uh, court, into his throne room, and he didn't tip his scepter to her, she could die. Aren't you glad that when Jesus said it was finished, that the veil of separation was torn from top to bottom? The veil of separation, that veil that separated us, me especially because I'm a Gentile. Now, I'm adopted. I'm adopted by a, by, by a Jewish monarch. Oh, y'all missed it. I'm adopted. I was born a Gentile, a person without a God, a people without a nation, and I'm adopted by a royal king, a holy, righteous theocracy, a, a Jewish king. Amen? Oh, and though I was a wild branch, and I wasn't the wildest branch, but I was a wild branch, right? You know, I see some of my cousins. No, I'm not. No, I'm, no, I'm, oh, aren't you glad that you're in the house of the Lord this morning? Lord, we needed that this morning. Amen? Oh, that, that, I think that we, we needed that like the, like, like the plants need the rain. Some of us have been in a dry spell. Some of us have been in a dry plain, an arid plain, haven't we? Some of us have been going for so long and we just needed the Lord to move and touch and say, I'm here, you're doing fine, I love you, child. You know God thinks you're awesome? When's the last time you ever heard that, that God thinks you're awesome? You know, sometimes I don't even think Vanessa thinks I'm awesome. Now, now Miss Willow, thank God, grandkids do this to you. They'll, they'll, they'll boost you up. Grandkids think you're awesome, right? She, she, made, she made me grand, right? But when she gets married and has kids, guess what she's going to make me then? She's going to make me great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm grand right now, but I'm going to be great. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress. You think I'm a work in progress? Before, I was just dad. Now I'm, now I'm papa, and I'm grand. You know, I'm like, like Luke's grand's biscuits. You know, man, I'm puffed up. No. You wait, you, wait till she, you wait till she comes and says, Papa, I want you to see. Now, I've got more grandkids coming, okay? Just so, just so you know, I've got more grandkids coming. But Miss Willow made me grand. And she taught me a little bit. She taught me how to appreciate my God more than I did before. Not that I didn't appreciate Him. But she taught me that there's always more of me to give to my God and my Father. Amen? Praise God. Well, I am so glad you're here. Oh, so glad Jesus showed up this morning. Oh, man. This is this. Was this worth getting out of bed for? Oh, all right. Amen. All right. Welcome those of you on the broadcast, those of you joining us on live. 
And, and, and I don't normally do this, and I apologize for those of you who, who um, missed Wednesday night. I don't normally do this, but I wanted, the Lord dropped something into my spirit, and I had to start it on Wednesday. Now, he normally doesn't have me do that. Normally, he allows me to, he allows me to start them on Sunday. And as you know, if, you, if you've been with the river any time at all, we start them on Sunday, finish them up on Wednesday. Well, this one started on Wednesday. It'll, it'll, it'll con- it continue today, continue Wednesday night. And maybe even into next Tuesday, since Pastor Jerry's coming, I'll have to arm wrestle Pastor Corey. Um, and, but maybe even next Tuesday, we might go into finishing it next Tuesday night. Now, remember, not, not this coming week, but the following week, we're on Tuesday. But we're gonna, this is a series, and, and it just simply talks about when heaven touches earth. Go ahead and give me that first picture there. When heaven touches earth. And this morning, those of you who are in the, in the sanctuary and, and those of you who are here in the house, did heaven touch earth today? Did you feel a touch of heaven? Praise God. We will never be the same when heaven touches earth. You'll never be the same. Remember when Jacob wrestled with, wrestled with the angel overnight. And he said, tell me what your name is. Tell me what your and, and Jacob kept asking him, who's your name? We believe that that was a, 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 a theophany, a, a pre-Bethlehem intervention of Jesus in, in, into, the, into the world. And he was wrestling with him. And, and, the, and the angel of the Lord said, hey, 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 let me go for the day is coming. Let me go. And Jacob was like, uh-uh, I'm not going to let you go till you tell me what your name is. And he touched him on the thigh and his hip went out of joint and, and he blessed him. Right. And he says, no longer are you going to be called the, the, the conniver. No longer are you going to be called the schemer. No longer are you going to be called the, the cheater, the heel catcher, the heel snatcher. Some of us have a past too, amen. When God touches you, he says, no longer are you going to be known by your previous reputation. You're going to walk out in the newness of life and you're going to walk differently. So when heaven touches earth, we walk differently. Jacob forevermore changed his name and he walked with a limp. Who's that guy? He's, he's the limping prophet that, that God intervened. Heaven touched earth. We alluded to it a little bit a couple of weeks ago. We talked about it on Wednesday night on the live broadcast, if you were there. We talked about it. Moses had killed a man and fled from Pharaoh's face into the wilderness. On the backside of what we presume to be Sinai, the desert, he was walking along and saw a bush that was burning. Now, that's not uncommon. Especially if you, if you live in northern Indiana, it's, it smells like the whole world's on fire if everybody burned their leaves, right? I, when we went out to Oklahoma, one of the biggest things, you know, we went out to Oklahoma, went out to ORU, uh, went out to Tulsa. Somebody was looking at ORU, going to ORU. We, went, we, went to, we got to be in church and be in service with them. It was awesome. It was great. Got to go got to, go to um, 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 Gospel Bill's church, you know, if you ever know, if you don't know who he is. Um, got to go out there, got to go through via Rama. They were closed. We got to go through Rama. But uh, got to pray, got to pray in, in Brother Robert's mother's prayer garden. Oh, man. God, God met there, and he'll still meet there. If you go there, they got her favorite music just playing lightly and benches around and altars around. And if you go ever go there, I'm telling you, God will meet you there. But... All of that to say this, when you first get into Oklahoma, you notice the signs that say, do not drive into smoke. Don't drive into the smoke. 
well, I, I kind of wondered. You know, I got a cousin that lives down there, and he lives in, in um, <clears throat> um, Fort, well, he was li- living in Fort Sill, but now he's in Broken Arrow. And, and I said, well, why on earth do they have all these big signs? And they're huge signs. They're bigger than the speed limit sign. Do not drive into the smoke. And he's because Oklahoma is where the buffalo roam. How many ever hit a deer? Did that do significant damage to your vehicle? I had a lady that, 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 that used to work for me, was on the way to work one day. She called me. She, she hit a, she hit a, a raccoon, and, and it totaled out her Kia car. You hit a what? I hit a raccoon. And it did what? Never mind. My cousin says, man, there are buffaloes here. You drive into smoke, and you, may, and you don't know what's in that smoke. You know, it could be another vehicle. It could be a, he said, but people hit buffaloes here. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm, my mind goes to deer and then multiply it by four. And now you've got buffalo, right? I said, uh, I said, um, you ever hit one? He said, oh, yeah. I'm like, you did? And he was, he was at Fort Sill and he was a driver for a general. He was a chauffeur. And the general had him take the back road into Fort Sill at one time. They came all the way around to the, to the southeast side, which is a private entrance. And the general said, you know, his car got to go on through. And just as soon as they got on base, he said they were driving down this winding stretch of five-mile road. Now, Bruce, if you're watching, you know you told me this is true, and it's not classified, so I can tell it. <laughs> they were driving down this winding stretch of road, and all of a sudden, he said he didn't see anything. But the car stopped with a thud. He got out and looked, and what in the world? And there was a 2,000-pound buffalo on the hood and in the, in the windshield, and he hit a buffalo. Don't drive into the smoke. Where you go with that, Pastor? Moses on the backside of Sinai sees this bush that's burning but not being consumed. Now, I don't know how you talk to yourself, but we got it recorded. Moses said, I will draw aside and look at this thing. Whoa. The fire was to get his attention. When he stopped and looked at it, the bush spoke. Had that been me? You know, you guys have heard me say, I don't run unless I'm being chased. Out of here. But the bush spoke to him. He said, Moses. Now, how weird is that? Not only is the bush being burned, but the bush is talking and the bush knows your name. How weird is that? He said, put off your shoes for the place where you're standing. It's holy ground. So Moses had a, a point, a place where heaven touched his earth, his world. This morning, those of you who understood what was going on, those of you who are in the family and in the body of Christ, had a moment, had a spot where heaven has touched your world. Amen. And so this morning's message is very, very, very timely. I had a word from the Lord this past week. I was getting ready to go. I was getting ready to go into the shop and, and, and I was sitting there in my valet. I was uh, getting getting my, my shoes and socks on, and and the, and the Lord just dropped this word into my into my spirit. He he said he and it was just simply, it was just simply, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. Hear him. 
How many times do we want to say that we're Christians? We want to say that we're Christians or Christ-like or Christ followers, and, and we don't hear what thus says the Lord. We want to hear about God, remember? We talked about, I'm just giving the highlights until we get into, we're we're going to go down into the book of John here in a little bit. But How many times do we we just, we we hear, we read the Bible and say, wow, that was a a good passage, but, but it must have been for way back then. And the Lord is trying to tell us something out of the passages that we're reading. Or if we'll stop still, if we'll stand still long enough, the Lord will speak to us. If we'll listen. And so the Spirit said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. Then it made me think, Lord, have I been missing what you've been saying? Because when the Lord tells you to listen to him, either there's something coming right on the heels of that, or he's saying, Look, we need to make a correction because you're not hearing what I'm saying. We need to make a correction because you're not hearing or something's coming. Either way, hear him. Amen? And so, so we, went through, we went through that in, in Matthew chapter 17. And, and in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 5, and it says, um, it, we talked about that the, the, it went up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Now, on the Mount of Transfiguration, it was awesome, but he only took three people with him out of the 12. How many, how many of us today sitting in this room, when the Lord showed up, how many of us realized that it was the Lord here, and, and, and the others were like, man, what's going on? These guys are, you know, man, she's singing that song for a long time. She was, her heart was singing. Her spirit person, man, was singing, woman, was singing. And some people were like, man, I wish this song would get over. But they didn't realize those down on the, on the bottom, right? He had 12. The other, the, other, the other nine were down on the bottom. Like, what are those guys doing up there? real and we got important stuff to do we got five thousand people we're going to feed later you know come on we got to go for boat rides come on i've always i've always marveled that jesus only took three people with him up on up onto the hill why only three people recognized it and then peter peter was like whoa because all of a sudden moses and elijah appeared with them imagine all of a sudden the lord the lord shows up in his transfigured state and not only him but moses and elijah and whoever your favorite patriarch is i kind of i'd kind of like to see david wouldn't you like to see david i'd kind of like to see david david what were you thinking and he and maybe david point out some things and say jc what were you thinking back you know what were you thinking no 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 okay we're good you know that's all right you know no touchy yeah, David, we got this COVID thing, man. They don't touch that, you know. MC Hammer can't touch that. Well, you did, you know, you start that. What on earth? Three people were brought into the presence of God Almighty. Now, one thing I've noticed about this in verse in verse number five, which we got up on the screen for you, even in your Bible, even though it's God speaking, it's not, it's not Jesus, the words of Jesus are read, right? That means this is somebody else. This is going to mess with this is going to mess with our, our, our Jesus only people because here's somebody else. Jesus speaking, it'd be read. That's okay, just an, another proof text for you. All right. So here they are. Jesus is transformed into brilliant white, white arraignment, and, 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 and all of a sudden a cloud forms. 
And while he was yet speaking, verse 5 says, Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Now, we, told you, we took you to the Amplified on Wednesday night. It says, This is my beloved or darling Son. He's my darling Son. He's not just whom I love, but he said, This is my darling in whom I'm well pleased, and well pleased there means I'm delighted. I'm delighted. Now, I had to ask myself this question, and I I had to ask the Lord, Lord, are you well pleased or delighted with me? You see, if I'm not hearing from him and I'm not listening to him when he speaks, can he be delighted? with me i can still be a son but i can be a son of disobedience can i lord are you still are you delighted or pleased with me all right <clears throat> and then we went from there to down into john to john chapter 5 in verse number 24 jesus again talking says most assuredly i say to you he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. So there's an importance then for heaven to touch earth. There's an importance then for us to hear the word of God, to hear Jesus' words, amen? So when the Lord was telling me, hear ye him or listen to him, then it's important for us to listen to the words of God, amen? Jesus is putting great importance in this, right? We're not going to come into judgment if we hear his word. We're not going to, we're, we pass from death unto life, into life. All right? Choose life. Listen to Jesus and believe. All right. Next passage. Acts chapter 16. We went into Acts chapter 16 because we were talking about the change that happens once heaven touches earth, okay? You know, I hear a lot of people, I hear a lot of people try to tell me, you know, that, that Jesus is the Lord of, the, of their life, but sometimes I have a hard time believing it based on what I see. How many of you ever heard the old adage that your actions are speaking so loud I can't hear a word you're saying? I have a lot of people that tell me that they love Jesus, but when you go to look on their, on their tree, Pastor Burkhart would say it'd be like persimmons. They're, they're saying they got sweet, and they got sweet fruit. They got, they got peaches or they got this, but you go to take a bite of them and they got sour persimmons. Their actions are saying something better. By the way, do you realize that your actions tell the truth always and your, and your, and your speech will belie you? The Bible tells us that out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So if your heart is full of wrath, you're going to be hateful. If your heart is full of sin, you're, you're, you're going you're to speak blasphemies out of the abundance of your heart. But Jesus said that he come that, that, that when the Holy Spirit has come on you, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Out of your heart will flow blessing and not cursing. Amen? And it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. All you have to do is listen to somebody for any length of time, and, and, and especially the longer you're around them, you're going to hear what's in the abundance of their heart. Amen? Especially if they get impatient, especially if they're at Walmart waiting in the line, especially if they, you're going to hear, you know? So, we went into we went into talking about people's we went into talking about people's 
experiences with God. Everyone who the Lord will use will have a meeting or a collision with God. A collision. If anybody comes to you and says, oh, I was seeking God, they're lying to you. They didn't seek God. Especially before they got saved. God came seeking us. Before, it, it, was, in, it was in Romans 5 and 8, before, while we were still on our sin, Christ died for us. Before we were born, Christ died for us. God came seeking us. Some historians have said, oh, the Bible, that's a book that, that chronicles man's search for God. Lie. Your Bible, most of you have it sitting in your lap, chronicles the God's search for man. True story. God came seeking us. Everyone who the Lord will use will have a meeting, and oftentimes it's a collision with God. And we see that, Moses, on, on Sinai. We see Gideon in the threshing floor. Remember the angel of the Lord said, Oh, thou mighty man, and here he was hiding from his enemies, threshing grain to eat. Mighty man of valor. Hmm. We see it, we see it in, in Samson. For Samson, his, when his moment, when heaven touched his earth, it wasn't, it wasn't when he was chasing the Philistines. It wasn't when he was sl- slaying the thousands and ten thousands. It was when he was in the depths of sin's prison. When they gouged out his eyes and he had, re- he had revealed the vow that he had taken and how his great strength was. By the way, let me, let me just tell you, the pictures that you see of Samson, the big you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger-looking guy, that don't believe him. Don't believe him. Samson was not a bodybuilder. That his strength wasn't in his own muscularity. His strength was in God and the vow that he had made with God. Matter of fact, if you can, if you can remember Percival from the little House on the Prairie symbol, this uh, series, Percival, the wimpy guy, that's that would be more like Samson. It wasn't anything. He wasn't anything raging. Anything. He was just. He just had God's power on his life through a vow that he had taken. But, his, but heaven met earth for Samson after he had fallen, after he had sinned, after his hair was cut, his vow was broke, after he had revealed the, the, the source of his strength. It, it, it was not in his hair, it was in a vow that he made with God. The hair was the sign of the covenant. And after they gouged out his, his eyes and they had made him turn the gristmill for the Philistines in prison with his eyes gouged out, and walking around the, the, the horse rack where he was at, in prison where he had fallen as low as he could get. Listen to me, somebody today. When you're at your very lowest, your enemy may not recognize that your hair once again is beginning to grow. When you're at your very lowest and you begin to talk to God as you're, as you're, trans, you're, you're grinding out the grain for the Philistines, you may, you, they may not pay attention because they're getting their grain. They don't care. But you may not realize it, but when you are at your lowest and the only place you can go and the only one that you can talk to, heaven will touch earth on that moment for you. And he said, let me... Let me, let me have my strength. Let me go out with honor. Let me not shame you. And during the, great fe- during the great festival and the great feast, 
He asked the little boy who led this man who once could not be bound by chains to put him by the pillars of the temple. Oh, some of you need to be encouraged by this today because the, 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 your enemy, your enemies don't know that your hair's starting to grow again. Oh. You see, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. That means he's never going to be sorry that he called you. He's never going to be sorry that he saved you. And he's going to hear you when you come to him, come before him with a broken heart and a contrite spirit and grinding out your enemy's grain, being a show, being made a public spectacle down in the depths of sin's prison. Heaven touched earth. Oh, I got, I'm, ah, I got to go. For Peter, it would be breakfast by the lake. We talked about that. Even if i got to die with you, Jesus, I'll not deny you. And then a little girl came up to him. Surely you were with him because your speech betrays him. I'm paraphrasing. Your speech gives you away. And in order to throw her off track, he began to cuss and swear. Bitterly, it says. And he turned. Can you imagine... I think it's in Mark. And Mark says that when, when the rooster crowed, Jesus was at such a place in, 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 the, in the priest court. That he turned and he turned and he looked at Peter. It wasn't to say, I told you so. See, that's us. Hmm. Well, I told you so. I told you that was never going to work. No, no, Jesus just turned and looked at him. Do you realize that Jesus looks at us when we fall? And he looks at us not to shame us. He looks at us not to say, uh-huh, go right, see, you can't. He looks at us to say, I'm here. Even when he was headed to the cross, he looked at Peter. And I have to believe that he looked at him and he loved him. The Apostle Paul tells us that Jesus went to the cross not not forsaking. He hated the shame that it would bring because it would signify, it would, it would, it would label him for all the world to see that he was a criminal. And he bore upon himself the sins of us all. He despised the sin. But he still went to the cross. He wasn't looking, saying at Peter and saying, uh-huh, I told you so. He was looking at Peter and said, I love you. You see, perfect love casts out fear. But Peter was so ashamed, and he ran, and he, and he hid. And <laughs> All right. For John, it would be on an island called Patmos. For James, it would be born out of the grief of having, having rejected Jesus while he was still alive. His, we're talking about James, the, the half-brother of Jesus. For Paul, it would be on a road to Damascus. Sometimes, I use this, we've got some equestrian friends with us today. Sometimes God has to knock you off your high horse. He was probably on a donkey. You know the colloquialism for donkey. I don't want to put it out there, but sometimes the Lord will knock you right off your anyway, so we'll just leave that go. Sometimes when heaven touches earth, it upsets the apple cart, does it not? Sometimes we all had plans. We all had, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I, I went and I found some place back in like the ninth grade 
when I was going to be this great oceanographer. I love to dive. I love to. I love the ocean. I love to go down and take pictures. And just, I mean, coral reefs and sharks and well, maybe not. Maybe not more eels. But anyway, all the rest. I'm going to be an oceanographer and begin taking classes so that I could be an oceanographer. You want to hear God laugh? Tell him your plans. Because Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Now, sometimes God lets me do things that I want to do and I get and I get to enjoy them and it's awesome. But he's established my step. The steps of a righteous man are established or ordered by God. Yours can be, too. You say, well, what's the difference in 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 letting him establish your steps and you establishing your set your, your steps? What's the difference? Success. Success. You want to be a success? Try God's way. All right, I got to hurry. Oh, Lord. Good thing this is a, a three-part series. For Brother Sumrall, it was on his deathbed with fighting with tuberculosis. The death, the death certificate had been, had been signed by the doctor. He, he said, Miss Sumrall, your, your, your boy won't be alive in the morning. 17 years old. Entered into his bedroom one night. The Lord came to him and said, if you'll preach the gospel, you can live. Or you can die. He said, that's not much of a choice. There you go. There's your choice. Heaven touches earth. Sometimes there's a collision. Right? For my grandfather, it was in the middle of a blacktop road in eastern Kentucky. Coming home from a, from a ball game. He was a baseball player. Coming home from a ball game. He said, stop the bus. If you listen, the Lord will talk to you wherever you are. And for him, his altar and, and, and the place where the, where the Lord spoke and heaven collided with my grandfather, who had become the be- one of the best preachers I ever knew, was in the middle of a blacktop road down east of Paintsville, Kentucky. And it changed his life forever. For, Brother Son- for, for uh, um, Pastor, Pastor Burkhart, it was at the Litchfield Creamery running, running cream on, on, on Millnot. Anybody remember the old the cans of Millnot? used to be made right here in Warsaw. It, it was on second shift running Millnot. And a guy says, hey, there's a revival meeting. Would you want to go with me Saturday night? And, and, he, went to, and he went to listen to the Lord. And, and, he, and he went back and he couldn't, get, he couldn't get released. He couldn't get away. The Lord was dealing with him. And in the, and in the middle of the, of the Litchfield Creamery on the Millnot line, Brother, um, brother, brother Burkhart, Gave his heart to the Lord. How cool is that? Where has your meeting with the Lord been? Where has heaven intersected and collided with your world? Do you know the place? You'll never forget it. There will be a memorial there. When you have a meeting with heaven, when your world gets interrupted, in the supernatural presence and power of God, there is nothing on this earth that will ever make you deny it. Nothing. You you could you could you'd be more likely to, to walk across the Atlantic Ocean than to get any of those people that I mentioned to deny that they had an experience with God. Have we had heaven touch our world? Remember the declaration. He's going to have to kill me because I'll never deny him. 
Have you had a moment where heaven touched your world? Mm. Once you know for yourself, once you meet the Lord for yourself, once he speaks from the glory cloud and, 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 and which engulfs his presence, you will never be satisfied with the things of this world ever again. And I've often, I've often wondered, but I, I think that, these, that this, the pandemic and the inability of worldly governments to generate anything but strife have provided us with some insight in 2020 that the previous generations could only wonder about. You see, I believe that, that, that the old adage that your, your actions are speaking louder than words. And, and these days, I'm not so interested in what people say. Everybody, everybody wants to tell you that they believe in God. Everybody wants to tell you that, that they're good. And, and they're, even, though, even though they're going to miss church, had, to, had some people tell me, we'll be there. It was on Saturday night. So we'll, we, we'll be there. You look around and, oh, man, I called the hospital to see if you were there because I know you wouldn't lie to me. I went, on the, I went on the police page to see if there was a terrible wreck. Well, I didn't see your name. I know you wouldn't lie to me, but we'll be there. What's happening with the pandemic is it's showing that who really believed in God and who really doesn't. That great separating is coming. That's happening right now. Either you believe in God or you don't. You can tell right now who the posers have been. The other thing, somebody said, well, gosh, I want to go to that. I want to go to the big church. That's pretty cool. If you want to go to the big church, that's fine. We had a guy tell us that, remember? When you get a bigger building, I'm claustrophobic. When you get a bigger building, I can't come to the gas station when we're meeting over in the gas station. You get a bigger building, I'll be there. And the Lord provided us, you know, three times the space that we had over there, you know, and, and, and we haven't seen in the first time. You know, I, I, don't know who, I don't know who you think you're fooling. You know, you never fool God. You might have fooled me for a minute because I wanted to believe you but I've got over it. People, people think that they're, they're fooling somebody. Oh, I believe in Jesus, so does the devil, and he's not going to heaven. There's got to be a distinction, Pastor. Very good message you preach. There's got to be a distinction made. You know, Jesus said, he who hears me, the words that I say, and believes in the Father who sent me, him, he has been adjudicated from death to life. His sentence has been commuted. He's not going, but, but the ones that just say, oh, I believe in God. It's easy to believe in God right now, by the way. But there's coming a time when it won't be. There's coming a time when you wear a Jesus mask or a Jesus shirt or Jesus anything. You're going to just get ready. They're, they're going to persecute you. That's also in here. It's amazing. Somebody said, I heard somebody said to me the other day, oh, I wish there was an instruction book for life. And I'm like, I did. He's like, oh, no, you know what I mean. I said, uh-huh. Well, I just, wish that, I just wish that there was a place I could go and find out all of the things that I need to know about life. And I'm like, Still here. Well, you know, it doesn't cover everything. Really? Do tell. What doesn't it cover? Well, I just, you just can't believe that the Bible... No, I said, no, 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 wait, stop. First off, you're, you're not like, that, you're not like that, 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 that floating witch, clairvoyant, or buoyant. You don't know everything. Everything that I've needed 
has been here. Everything that I'll need tomorrow is right here. Everything that my family will need if the Lord calls me home is right here. Everything that this church will need if the Lord suddenly calls me home, sees fit, if my place is done. Jesus said, I go to prepare you a place and, and I'll come again and get you and receive you unto my own. If my place is done, Pastor, everything that you know is right here. It's right there, everything you need to know. I don't have near as many posty notes as you do, but the blues and the greens are real important. Okay, just... Everything... You need, you need instructions on life. It's in there. Sometimes we need to get back to the basics because it's not just guys, and I'm going to speak for guys because I am a guy, but it's not just guys that overcomplicate everything. We, we don't need no stinking instructions. How's that working out for you? Just this week. I had to, I had to self-implicate myself because I knew, I knew that Vanessa was going to out me if I didn't. Just this week, I had to get a hold of some folks and say, "Hey, you know what, man? Ah, oh, it's been awesome. It's been great. It's been wonderful." Because I knew, wives do that to us. They keep us in check, don't they? There, are balance. There are ballasts. They keep us in check. They, they keep us right side up. And if we don't want to tip, they'll go. Get, they'll go get the big truck. They'll get the big bus. Right? If we don't want to come off plumb, they'll, they'll move us. Y'all looking at me, y'all looking at me like you ain't never been bulldozed by your wife before. Come on. My wife just this year upgraded from a DC-8 to a DC-10. That's not very spiritual, but it's the truth. All right, I got, I got, I got to go on. Oh, we went into when heaven touches earth. We talked about we talked about the Philippian jailer. We talked about how even after the Apostle Paul and Silas were were down in, in the prison, down in the depths of prison the, at midnight. And, you know, unlike the typical American Christian, and we're like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. They sold that. They sold the RV that we wanted. What are we going to do now? Lord doesn't love me no more. Remember the term DC-10. Well, I don't know why that guy didn't buy that RV. He looked at it. He said he liked it. He took a lot of, you know, he took his time. I don't know why he didn't buy it. Lord must not, he must it. Ah. You just heard it start up back there in the back once she sees the set of it. Sometimes God prevents us from getting stuff that's going to harm us. Sometimes the better of the prayers for us is, Lord, if that would keep me from serving you. Lord, if that will keep me from loving you. Lord, if that will detract from my love of you, my worship of you, or my prayer or devotion to you, then don't let me have it. That's the prayer to pray. Lord, if it's your will, your will be done, not mine. But we can't do that in America. We want it now. We want it and we want it now. We're like that little, was it the blueberry girl in Willy Wonka? I want it now. You know, what's her name? Faruka, yeah, don't be Faruka. She's bad. All right. Oh Lord, I'm in. 
This is really going to bless you if it isn't already. It's going to bless you, I promise. But when heaven touches earth, there's not always, it's not always a smooth transition because sometimes, sometimes God has to put us flat of our back before we'll even stop long enough to listen or see what he's saying. Don't be that guy. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm your, your servant here. We're gonna, let's go. All right, John 10. We're going to go into, yeah, we're, we skipped through that one. John chapter 10, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 1. Again, we're still on track, we're still on topic when heaven touches earth. Jesus said that, that his sheep would hear his voice, and, and again he's saying, Most assuredly, I say to you, he that does not enter uh, by, the sheepfold, by, the, by the sheepfold by the door climbs up some other way. The same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And, and he goes on to say, To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Who leads them out? The shepherd. He calls his sheep by name. <laughs> Have you heard him call your name? You see, some of this teaching has been lost in the, 20, in the 20th and 21st century because we want, the, we want the, the, the feel good. We want the goosebumps chasing one up and down the other. I, but I think that it's time that we stop and listen because the Lord is calling your name. He's the, he opens up the door and we go in and we, find, and we find shelter in the sheepfold. And then he leads them out by the door. Isn't it amazing? And, and, and I don't want to belabor this point, but most of the time, the Lord will lead his people out by the door. But when the devil comes, he'll lead them out either on the, on the text message or the, or the phone. Boy, did pastor really say that? Do you believe that? Do you think he really believes what he's talking about? And they're led out over another way. Because they're not finding peace. Oh, when Jesus leads you, there'll be peace. When he doesn't, when he's not leading you, man, you got a, you got a rough road to hoe. Just there's your, there's your benchmark. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Do you know the voice of the Lord today? Again, when heaven touches earth, you're going you're gonna to have an experience of your own with the Lord. You're going to hear him call your name. He's going to call you by name, but you've got to know his voice. Sometimes that means that we've got to turn off some things. We've got to put some things out of our life. We can't be listening to everything because that, that leads to confusion. We can't be, we can't be on Facebook. We can't be, I say, I'm not going to say you can't use Facebook, but sometimes you've got to limit yourself to Facebook. You know, I, I, somebody sent me a thing the other day. I, maybe it was a message or something like that. And said, did you get your message? When did you send it? Oh, a couple, three days ago. Oh, no, I'll get in there and check it. They're like, how do you do that? I said, well, it's pretty simple. I'm not living life. I, I don't, I'm, I'm living life, you know, w in reality. I don't need a virtual life. Well, I need to get a hold of you. Man, I'm at the same place, got the same phone number, got the, you know, you know there, there's my address, you know, 15, 16 May, there I am. Call me up on the phone. Let's, let's talk. Well, I'm too busy to talk. 
key ingredient. If you're too busy to talk, are you too busy to hear? Do you know his voice? Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. They follow, they follow the shepherd. Uh, verse number five says, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Now, superimpose that verse on 2021 and 2020. And how many people are following a strange voice? I'm not asking for a show of hands, but look into our circle of friends. How many of them are, once were in church, once were part of church, once, once. You know, I, I'm thinking a, we, we one time had a, had a big family that, that took up the second row, but they followed somebody else's voice. And the devil's killing them, and they don't even realize it. The devil's killing them. That's, that's his whole plan, to steal, kill, and to destroy. They followed the voice of a, a stranger, and he led them into captivity that's why we need to know the voice of our shepherd amen we need to follow the voice of our shepherd and jesus used this illustration but they didn't understand the things which he spoke to them he didn't they didn't understand it isn't it amazing that the that that solomon that solomon told us he said the chief thing is wisdom get wisdom so that you can understand get understanding if you don't understand, James says, you know, if any man, if any man you know, lacks wisdom, let him ask of all to, without, without partiality to all who would give it to him. Lord, I need wisdom in this. I need to walk according to your word. I need to walk according to your will. And I want heaven to touch my world. And so, Lord, I need your wisdom to move. And, and, and you know what? I, I, I came, I came from, from, from a long line of people that, that people thought they were stubborn. They thought they were slow. But they wouldn't move not one inch until they got God's approval. We had a guy come over to our house. Well, that's been a couple years ago now. You guys still here? I thought you were going to be out in the country by now. God had other plans. We're going to be out in the country. But God had other plans. Oh, yeah? What, God, what could God have plans for you that would keep you from going out and spending 584000 on, on a 25-acre on a palatial house with an indoor pool, outdoor pool, an uh, eight-car garage? What, what, could, what could God possibly have interrupted that made you do to make you not go buy that place? Uh, well, one, there are people that need us. We, ha- we had to take a detour down by the homeless shelter. We had to take a detour to help a lady out of her van. She was living in her van. Winter was coming on. We, we decided that our, our investment banker told us it would be better for us to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven where thieves don't break in, where the moth doesn't eat, where rust don't destroy. Oh, and where there's an actual, factual accounting and inflation doesn't bother it oh oh, i see what you're saying had a had a pastor ask me one time uh, so so what kind of salary are you guys so what's your what's your what's what's your salary and, and i love him you know i do what's your salary and i said well we're on the we're on the deferred salary plan he said what i said yeah we work as though we're laboring unto the lord and he will repay 
He said, you mean you guys don't take a salary here at the, at the river? I said, no, no, no. There's more important things to do in building the church than for, than for me. I said, the Lord's provided for me a job. And, I, and I'm a bivocational pastor. And the Lord's provided for me. And so as he provides for me, then I can provide for the church. You know, had another guy come up right behind that. Man, you're putting a, you're putting a new motor in that old truck of yours. Why are you doing that? Well, I don't want to spend $78,000 to get a replacement for it. 4,000 bucks is really good with a 100,000 mile warranty on it. A little paint, you know, a little paint here and there. It's a pretty good, pretty good thing. I need to wash it. But a little paint, I had, a guy, I had a guy saying, hey, man, that's a, that's a nice looking truck. Is it for sale? It might be. I'm hearing your words. Let me see some green. You know, cross my palm with some green and we can make it happen. See, I'm not married to anything down here. Now, this is going to mess with the guys. Ladies, I know that when the Bible talks about calling the brethren, it messes with the women. I, I get it. But we're part of the bride. That's messing with the dudes, right? We're, we're, we're the bride. And when he comes, I'm leaving all this behind, right? If Vanessa and I go together, then these guys, they get, they get to fight over what's left, right? This, I'm, just, I'm just using this stuff. I'm into that. I'm into that rental tuxedo thing, you know. I, I, I'll, I'll rent a tuxedo if I need to. I, I, I'm just, this is just my. This is just my dressing room, guys. We're laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven. We're on that deferred pay, payment plan, and the Lord's got this. Amen. You see, heaven touched my earth, and I got to look into something way grander. If you think, and, and I do, there's beautiful places on earth. I, I was in one of the most beautiful places on earth that I, that I can go to yesterday. Got to spend some time out there with the Lord and, and the squirrels and the, and the woodpeckers and the birds and the, and the, uh, and the blue herons. And, and I got to, you know, just wish the deers would have showed up. But other than that, I, we were doing good. Got to spend some time in the sanctuary. Talking to the Lord talking about you all you mean did anybody's day change yesterday from potentially bad to all of a sudden not so bad and did god deliver anybody yesterday you know there were people praying for you saying lord lord just just bless them Lord, i don't know even know what they're going through they may not be going through anything but lord just bless them i told brother ron I don't think he'd mind me sharing this. I told Brother Ron, and I pray for you every day. And I do. There's a pastor friend of mine in San Antonio, Texas. And 20 plus years ago, I told him, I said, Pastor Kent, I'm going to pray for you every day. And you know, I've kept that promise. See, I'm investing in y'all. You can, you can ask my kids when, when it comes to when it comes down to our prayer time, everybody here gets prayed for, and I don't pray for myself because I'm praying for you. You know what I do? I leave that up to you. If, I'm, if the Lord's using me to bless you, then, I want, then you should pray for me. My dad, always, my dad always says, pray for me as it goes well with you. I'm praying for you. I don't have time to, I don't have time to, you know, they're, 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 I pray for my wife. I pray for my family. But you can, you can tell them. I, there, have been, there have been times I've asked for understanding, 
but I've never, ever, ever said, Lord, make me rich. Lord, make me wealthy. And the Lord just keeps adding daily. He just keeps blessing. His blessings make us rich. You know, he's provided all you in my life, and you are treasures. I don't, do you know that? You're a treasure in my life. I'm honored to know you. You're not here by mistake. God knew you were going to be here today. And, 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 I can, and I can look around and I can see and I can see the awesomeness in you. But you, you, you and those of you watching online, some of you down in Florida, some of you over, over, over by Maryville, you will never go a day without these pastors praying for you. This elder praying for you. You will never go a day uncovered by prayer. Because heaven has touched here at the river. We've had a touch from God. We know what is important. How many people don't know what's important in their life and they're grabbing for straws? Maybe this one will be my lucky break. Maybe this one. Maybe, maybe, this, maybe this mega millions. Maybe this Powerball. Let me just tell you something. When Jesus died for us, you've already hit the biggest lottery you could ever win because he cares for you. And he gave you the ability to become sons and daughters of God. You can become a child of the king if you're not already. Amen? All right. Oh, how many Christians do you know that cannot recognize the voice of the shepherd? They follow, 1 Timothy chapter 4 says that they follow after seducing spirits, giving heeds to deceiving spirits and doctrines of devils. John 10, 25. Jesus answered and he said, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. And they follow me. Did I skip one on you or something? Oh, I, okay. Jesus answered and said, I told you, um, and, I, and I told you, but you do not believe the works that I, that I do in my Father's name. Uh, they bear witness of me, but you do not believe in me because, because you are not of my sheep, as I told you. He said, my sheep, in verse number 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. His sheep, the sheep of Jesus, know his voice, right? And they hear him. This is one sentence. And they follow him. It's not enough to know his voice and not follow. You have to, you have to know his voice, and he has to know you. Now, th- this, is a, this is a term that, that, that is gone um, with the um, entomology, entomo- etymology, entomology, entomology, the, the words as words morph. How many of you know words do morph? This is this when he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. That means I know them intimately. Not to be crass. But Jesus knows the naked details of your life. How many of you know that even though you may be unclothed in front of someone else, you may have hidden details in your heart. Jesus looks beyond the flesh and looks down into your heart and knows you intimately, intimately. If you've ever said, boy, I just wish I could just, if they could just see the real me. And when we were youth pastors, I hear that all the time. Kids would come up to us and say, man, if they just knew the real me, 
If they just knew the real me. Jesus knows the real you. And he thought you were worth saving anyway. Amen? Next verse. 28. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hands. I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one. I don't know why that evil got in there. That's bad. It's not, that's not what it says. Missed typo on the screen. Matthew chapter 7. Oh, I've got, I've got some of this to say. We're, I'd hoped I'd get a little further down in here. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon the rock. You want, to be consi- you want Jesus to consider you wise? Listen to these words. Hear ye him. Remember, that was the whole premise when the Lord, when the Lord spoke to me this week. He, he said, he, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. We've got to hear Jesus. Amen? And it goes on in Matthew chapter 7 to say, talk about the rains descending. And, and, and I'm going I'm to skip down for just a little bit. If we truly are hearing the voice of Jesus, we'll have fellowship with him. Now think about that. If we're truly hearing from Jesus, we're going to have fellowship with him. You say, how can I have fellowship with Jesus? I don't know. He rides in my truck. Doesn't he ride in yours? He rides in my car, doesn't he? Doesn't he? He, 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 was, he was, in, he was in, the, in the blind with me yesterday, wasn't he, wasn't he where you were at? Are you aware of him being there? You see, you can't have fellowship if you're not aware that he's there. You know, wherever you go, there you are. And wherever you are, there he'll be. Because he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Now, are we going places where we wouldn't want Jesus to be there? I had some people go to a movie one time and they said, oh, they told their children, don't tell, don't tell a preacher we went to this. Don't tell uh, what are you thinking? Dude, Jesus was there. You took Jesus into that place. Well, no, no, we made him wait in the car. No, you didn't. Because you can't. You ain't that strong. Just don't tell the preacher, there's somebody else that's there with you. I can't be every place at one time, but he is. What kind of fellowship are you having with the Lord? Is, is it fellowship that's worthy of the king? You see, he, 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 said, he, he said that we need to have fellowship with him. When heaven touches our world, we will more readily deny ourselves and we'll say, like Jesus said in the garden, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. When heaven touches your world, it becomes more about heaven than it does you. Because when you've been given a glimpse of the, of the glory of God, like we were this morning in, in, the, in the sanctuary, when heaven descended this morning, it was all about Jesus and less about us, none about us. Amen? And that's where we can, you know, you, know, you know, you can have this every day, every minute of every day, every hour of every day. You know, well, I, I know it's kind of kooky, but, but I've said in, 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 in some meetings that I've been, I've been to, I, I just kind of look over to my side and say, did you hear that? And the guy beside me said, what? I said, I wasn't talking to you. He looked at me and kind of scooted his chair over a little bit. 
They came around, they said something else. I was like, he goes, you talking to me? No, I'm not talking to you. You can't do anything about it. If I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk to somebody who can do something about it. Amen? You Christian, we Christians, we better be, we better been praying since last Tuesday. You better keep on praying until something happens. Pray, you know, that push, pray until something happens. We need, we need to push, Christians. We need to push. All right? Matthew 10, when heaven touches our world, and I'm going I'm to stop. I've got about three more I'm going I'm to read, and then I'm going to stop, and we'll pick up the rest of it on Wednesday night because I'm out of time. Where does the time go? When heaven touches our world, we're going to testify of him. Matthew 10, chapter, uh, uh, chapter 10, verses 32 and 33. It says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, I will confess him before my Father who is in heaven. Stop right there. Stop the trolley right there. Whoever confesses Jesus before men, I'm it. Because the back part of that verse says he's going to confess me before the Father. All right, let's push the play button because it gets, it gets it, from here it digresses. Verse number 33. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father is who is in heaven. Whoever denies me. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Back the trolley up, wait a minute. In Acts chapter in Acts chapter one, Jesus Jesus said he said you know after you you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost in Acts one eight after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you you will receive power and you will be witnesses unto me in, in, here in Judea and to all the world. Right. So if we the, after after the Holy Ghost has come upon us and we're not being witnesses. Now we back up and we and we find in, 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 in verse 33, if we're denying him, right? He's going to deny us. I don't want to be in that crowd. God didn't, God didn't send the Holy Spirit to us for us to deny him, but he sent the Holy Spirit to us so that we should receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power, and I don't want to be on the denying side of that power. It doesn't work out well for people who denied Jesus. Just read, it's in the Bible. Just read it. He said, but you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and, and, and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Where are we at? We're, we're, according to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, we're in the ends of the earth. They never heard of Warsaw, Indiana. Until Thaddeus Kusiusko came over here in the 1800s. This was, this was just... This was just Potawatomi and Miami meeting grounds. But we're in the uttermost parts of the earth. Praise the Lord that somebody was a witness to somebody who witnessed to us. 
they didn't deny Christ. But it's important, it's imperative, next verse, that we, that we do not deny Him. Because whoever denies me before men. How can I deny you before men? Well, that's pretty simple. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't want to leave on a, on a bad note. I've got, a, I got another one to come. How can I deny you before men? Well, if somebody, I catch a break and somebody says, boy, you're lucky. And you say, yep. You are a lucky duck. I'm one lucky fella. No, I'm not. I'm blessed. Everything that I have comes down from the Father of lights. Every good and perfect gift. Right? Is that what your scripture says? If, you, if I'm blessed and you see me blessed, it's not because I'm, it's because of the Lord. We do that. We say that a lot. We've got people saying it. We've got, we got, we got a whole, a whole another, another church saying it too. I'm blessed and highly favored of God. You say that to somebody in Walmart and see what, see what reaction you get. Oh, yeah, right. I, right, you know. I think I'm double parked out there somewhere. You know. You want to you want to you want to testify of Jesus? If you're ashamed of Jesus before men, he said he's going to deny you before the before the Father who is in heaven. Uh, guess what? That's a bad thing. Because whoever Christ denies, remember we talked about him being the shepherd of and and, and you go in through him. If he denies you access, where are you going? Do you know what the worst possible thing for a believer to experience? I'll use me. The worst possible thing that I could ever experience, even if I go to heaven, I don't want to get out of the shot. Leaving my kids here. To go to heaven without my children. Because that means I didn't tell them or I denied Jesus in front of them. I didn't live in such a way that they would see His glory in my life and the change that happened to Dad and it could happen to them. The glory, the glory is that I've left my children an inheritance. And it's a city who has a foundation whose builder and maker is God. And I've given them the roadmap. And I haven't denied Jesus in front of them. Whoever denies me, Jesus said, I'll deny. One more, one more, and then and then we're, then, and then I promise we're gonna, I'm gonna break. Matthew chapter 25. We're gonna come back into this on Wednesday night, so um, but I want to leave here. I didn't want to leave on, on that. Uh, on that day. Now watch this. Matthew chapter 25, verse number 21. And his Lord said to him, Well done. Good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. You see, God's not calling me to, to, to be faithful over everything in the world. God's calling me to be faithful over a few. That my word would be yes and amen. That my word, my yes would be yes and my no would be no. 
and that when any of you would talk and ask me to give an accounting, I could say that but by the grace of God, there go I. When anyone of you would ask me for the blessed hope, I could say my hope is, is built on nothing less than the grace and love of Jesus Christ. I may not have a million dollars in this world. That's all right. Pretty soon, all the money in this world is going to be burned up and it's not going to be worth anything. It's not going to be worth anything. If you had all the money of a Bill Gates or any other billionaire, it still won't buy you a square inch of heaven. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. And then he said, enter into the joy of your Lord. I want to hear him say, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That's my goal. That's my aim. And I'm going to do everything in my power to be that good and faithful servant. You see, heaven has intersected and collided with J.C.'s world. I hope you see it. Because it has. I hope you see it. The question today is, has heaven intersected and collided in your world. Because when it does, just like Jacob of old, you'll never walk the same. I can't turn back. It's full on. It's full on. Onward and upward to the mark and the prize of the high call. There's a higher call than what some Christians are living. I hope I'm not speaking to anybody here or anybody on the broadcast, but there's a higher call. If you bear the name of Christ, there's royal blood in your veins. Are you walking as royalty? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you. Lord, we, we thank you that heaven, heaven touched earth today. Lord God, we just ask for those who are watching by the broadcast as well as those who are here. Lord, that today, today, Lord, if they haven't had an intersecting of heaven and earth, that today would be their day. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. And I thank you, Lord, for these beautiful people, these awesome people that remind me of you, Lord, because I can see your resemblance in them and their smiles and their hearts. Lord, there were some that came here today and they had heaven on their minds. Lord, there were some that came here today and it's like the cares of this world are bearing down. Lord, I just ask you to come alongside them. Lift them up. 
their spirits. as you're here, Lord, the church is here. And as the church is here, Lord, the individuals who comprise the church are here. Lord, today, once again, as we, as we prepare to go from this place, may we remember the place. May we remember the time. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the River, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's email to study at riverwc.org. God bless you.